0: Welcome to Promo Insiders, an ASI Media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm executive editor, Sarah Lavandusky, and today I'm joined by Barry Moltz, a small business expert, author, and speaker with more than 20 years of experience in entrepreneurship and consulting. We'll be speaking about financial essentials for small business, which took on renewed focus this year as companies grapple with COVID-19. Barry is also a member of the Entrepreneurship Hall of Fame. He has appeared on CNBC, MSNBC, NPR, and other major networks. And he's hosted the Small Business Radio Show every week for more than 10 years. So thank you, Barry, for, for being with us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Sarah, thanks for having me
0: sure and if anyone has any questions for barry please put them in the comments and we'll address them as time allows so barry let's start from the beginning why we're even here today why is it important for business owners to know about their finances in detail and to revisit them regularly as things kind of evolve and change with the business
1: Well, let me give you the inspirational story, Sarah, why I became interested in financials. I got an MBA from Northwestern University in the early 80s. And in 1999, during the last bubble, I sold my last business. And because I couldn't read the financial statements, I lost a million dollars off the sale price of the business. So that gave me an inspiration to be able to teach other small business owners that understanding their financials are really important. If you don't understand your financials and your financial statements, You don't know where you've been, so how could you know where you're going?
0: Right, very true. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, just to, you know, talk about the the context here of, of why we're speaking about this, you know, like it, the best managed companies during COVID obviously had a hard time, but it, I think it really brought into focus again, why it's so important. There's so many companies that kind of fly by the seat of their pants and maybe they started off, you know, very, very um, in tune with their finances. And then as things got busy, you know, it kind of falls by the wayside. So it, that's why we're here today, really talk about those essentials. And like you said, you know, you have to know where you've been to know where you're going to go. I mean, and how often should owners maybe if they can and maybe have a financial manager who's really well-versed, you know, finances are their, are their, um, their, their focus. They're very, uh, you know, very educated in that they have maybe an MBA, you know, you have somebody who can do that for you. Um, what is the importance of having, you know, a, a regular check-in on your finances? How often should that be and how should maybe the finance manager report that back to the owner?
1: Yeah, you definitely should review them every single month by the 15th of the following month. And if you don't understand how to read financial statements, you are in good company because when we used to travel on airplanes all the time, and hopefully, Sarah, that's coming again soon because my wife can't stand me being home. (laughs) But when I talk to small business owners, about 50% of them understood how to read a profit and loss statement, 25% understood how to read a balance sheet, and only 5% understood how to read a cash flow statement. And this is because it's not ordinary math. So I suggest find someone or a book depending on how you learn, that can explain it to you, ask your accountant, ask your bookkeeper, and review them every single month. It's really critical. And what I also suggest is that at the beginning of every year and then in the middle of the year, put together a budget so you know how you're doing. The only way you really know how you're doing is two things. One is, you have more cash in the bank now than you did at the beginning of the month. And the second thing is, how am I doing compared to last year? How am I doing compared to my budget? This really helps me manage my business, Sarah, in the long run.
0: Great. And so what is important? I know um, one of the things that, you know, business owners say, well, we want to make improvements, we want to buy equipment. We'll get a small business loan. You know, Um, what's important to know about those loans? You know, uh, there are good things about it, obviously. There are also some caveats. What would you say about about small business loans and, and pursuing those?
1: Well, let's just talk about loans in general you should never get a loan just because you have some type of permanent deficit in sales or losses loans should not cover for losses because you have to figure out whenever you take a loan sarah guess what they want to they want to get it paid back so if you're already losing money now you're not gonna have the cash flow to pay it back so loan should be there to either cover seasonal losses, right? Because some people are very busy, let's say around the holiday time and aren't very busy in the summertime, so it evens out cash flow. Or to make some kind of major investment, like uh, let's say a marketing initiative on a new product line or equipment or something like that, where you think making that investment will yield some additional cash flow. So you have to understand why you're doing it first and how you're going to pay it back before you actually go out and apply for the loan,
0: great. Yeah, I think just you know being very uh, judicious about how we're going to pursue these loans, is it a good idea? Not always you know the best next step to take. So that's very important to think about. And also that you know when we're thinking about you know making investments for a small business using a cost benefit analysis, how does that help determine when it's time to make a major investment in the business?
1: Well, you have to figure out just with anything else, what is it going to cost you to launch the initiative and what's the payback going to be? And what a lot of people do is they double the cost and they have the payback, they cut the payback by 50% and then they go, well, if it works under that scenario, I guess it'll work in future. Because most of us, we overestimate about what kind of revenue there's going to be as a result of any initiative. And then what we also do is we underestimate what it's going to cost. Because as small business owners, we're just so unbelievably positive because we weren't, we would never own businesses.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. That eternal optimism. Right. (laughs) So one of the things that, you know, is not always it's it's not everyone's favorite is, you know, getting paid. Um, Making sure that you actually have that cash flow in and you're actually getting paid for the work you're doing and not everybody pays on time or early, right? Like it's sometimes a struggle. So what would you say makes for a strong billing strategy and what are some suggestions for making that a little more streamlined?
1: Yeah, again, we have to understand customers that don't pay aren't customers, they're collection problems, right? My friend who's an attorney says the transaction's not over till the check clears the bank. So let's be very clear about that. Just because you did the work doesn't mean you're going to get paid on it. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to secure the profit. I believe that most B2B uh, customers really do want to pay their bills. And I also believe Sarah, that the squeaky wheel does get the grease. So a couple of things there, I believe that you should be billing right after you complete the job. Don't bill once a month, right? Don't bill uh, every two weeks, bill the client if right after you do the work. Now, that is if that client has credit. And remember, credit is a privilege, it's not a right. People have to earn the credit. They should not actually get credit. So let's say you do give someone credit. What you do is you send out your invoice. A couple days later, you have your bookkeeper call and say, Did you get my invoice? They say yes or no. If they say yes, you go, When is it scheduled to be paid? Whenever it's scheduled to be paid, you, you have the bookkeeper put down their calendar when it's going to be paid. And then a few days before it's going to be paid, you have the bookkeeper call again. It still scheduled to be paid on this date. And if the client says yes and you don't receive the check in a couple days, then you call again. This is the way to be the squeaky wheel and make sure that if your client isn't paying all their bills on time, you're the one that actually does get paid. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, well said. And so that actually leads well into the next question, which is, you know, top tips for managing cash flow, which is really the lifeblood of a business. Without it, you don't have a business. So what is the first step? And I don't okay. I don't know, maybe you have some research, but people who are actually aware of, you know, their cash flow and where they are. Okay. Um, what is the first step in getting a better handle on that when you're kind of, you don't know where to start?
1: Yeah, this is a really important topic because remember, every single uh, business goes out of business for one reason, they run out of cash flow, they run out of money. You can't pay your employees with receivables or anything like that or IOUs. So first you have to understand what is the cash flow for your business? Do you have more at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month? So the poor man's cash flow statement is to take out your bank statement at the end of every month, look at the beginning balance, look at the ending balance, Do you have more at the beginning of the month or more the less uh, at the end of the month if you're cash flow positive you'll have more cash at the end of the month than you do at the beginning of the month now every major accounting system even the minor ones they have something called a cash flow statement which basically takes your net profit number and adjusts your cash flow depending on whether your accounts receivable accounts payable and inventory have gone up or down it's a little bit too complicated to explain it in a facebook live but again, if you don't understand how to read a cash flow statement, have your bookkeeper, your account, explain it to you. Believe me, it's not easy to understand that. Mm-hmm. But you want to know Do you have more cash at the beginning or the end of the month. Are you cash flow positive or are you cash flow negative? Because people that are cash flow positive, those are the ones that are going to build businesses. Because remember, when you're cash flow positive, you can either take that money out of the business or you can use that money to invest in other things.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um We actually have a question from Melissa from ASI, who's wondering, what are your favorite tools for managing small business finances? So are are there some trustworthy, maybe software uh, packages that you would say are really good for somebody who just kind of, you know, doesn't know all of that nitty gritty, but still is really good at running a business that, you know, they really want to have that tool at hand that can give them easy answers without having to have a full-time finance manager or something like that?
1: Well again if you're using you know Quickin or QuickBooks or you're using uh Zoho or you know any of these uh any of these small business tools they're all going to have reports that you can pull again I would start with those there's some fancy strap on ones that will you know predict your cash flow in the future that's not really where I would start I would start by looking at the profit and loss statement the balance sheet and the cash flow statement every single month and understand what those numbers are, and how they change compared to your budget compared to what you did last year.
0: Hmm. yeah, it sounds like you know from what you're saying, it sounds like you know you you may have robust software you're using, but it doesn't replace knowing your own business, right? You as a person need to know where your business is personally
1: right, right. Most people think they know in their head, but they don't. And unfortunately, most small business owners, they may have a bookkeeping piece of software like QuickBooks, but they don't look at the reports every single month. And you have to if you're going to know where you've been and where you're going. Have the discipline to do it for three months in a row, and then maybe you'll add a report. But if you start there, Sarah, you'll know 90% of what's going on.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So one of the other things that really came into focus this year um, was having a, a an emergency fund, um, a rainy day fund, if, and, and a, an emergency financial plan for if something happened. Now, I don't know that a lot of companies had that before COVID, but COVID really put that into focus. And, you know, I think I'm sure a lot of companies just burned right through those emergency funds, but it doesn't mean it doesn't still have meaning. So what would you say about, um, you know, the first steps to f- to putting together a financial, an emergency financial plan, and also a kind of a rainy day fund for your business.
1: So what I would do is I would run probably three different scenarios. I would run a scenario that says what happens if my business goes down by twenty five percent? What happens if it goes down by fifty percent? What happens to go down by seventy five percent? How much cash, extra cash, will I need to cover my losses? And depending on where you are, you've got to decide, do you want to cover the 25% case or the 75% case? We all, I believe, at least have to cover the 50% case. If your company's business goes down by 50%, will you have enough cash in the bank to cover those losses? I think a lot of small business owners were fortunate with a lot of the PPP loans that really helped them defray some of the losses they had this year, but you never know if that's going to be there in the future.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, it became uh, something you couldn't hundred percent rely on when things were really bottlenecked with the with the government yeah that was tough for a lot of people so should this financial plan be communicated to um your staff in a certain way maybe maybe not everybody needs to know the plan but strategic people should know the plan like how do you communicate that to your team and what is like what does that look like that communication
1: well i think again it goes back to if with your management team and perhaps your accounting team if your business goes down by 25 percent what are you going to do to mitigate the losses? What's the first things that we cut? Because remember, we're going to try to map our expenses to our revenue. So for example, our revenue goes down. What are the variable expenses that we can cut to cut our losses? That should also be included in the plan, Sarah. Great.
0: Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you, Barry, for being with us today. And for more small business tips, please head to ASICentral.com slash news. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.